Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora, joined by Max Mallow, per usual, and we're now into the holiday season. I guess we have been for like a month now, um, but we are today going to talk about a Christmas horror movie that we both enjoy, which is called Better Watch Out. Yeah, it's a movie that I think a lot of people might not have heard of. Yeah. Uh, it definitely was a smaller release. It was on... I think both of our lists last year when it was like best movies to stream mm-hmm. um, at the end of the year. But uh, I watched it uh, with my girlfriend about a month ago and she really enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely like a sleeper hit like, when it comes mm-hmm. to like uh, coming across some streaming. It's like, do I watch this? Do I not? It's it's worth it. It's, it's not too long. It's really fun. It's, it's like just under an hour and a half. Um, there's some good laughs to had uh, to be had, and some of the characters just make you want to rip your skin off because they're so <laughs> they're so good, but also like so annoying. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fun movie. You watched it for you. This is your second time rewatching it, right? That you just saw it. Yeah, yeah. I watched it for the first time last year. I think I had heard of it, but I didn't know really anything about it. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like you said, quick runtime. A lot of action without and with throughout, not without. Um, and yeah, it's a good Christmas horror movie. Yeah, it doesn't really waste any time. It gets no. right into it. The, the plot is very much set out. There are your, your twists and turns along the way. Uh, and then I think the ending is pretty fulfilling overall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, like I mentioned, it came out in 2016. Um, it's classified as like a psychological. That's a psychological <laughs> horror film. Can't talk today. I can't talk we're, today yeah, we're, we're recording this earlier in the day. Usually I've had a Red Bull in my system. I'm good to go. Words aren't difficult. Um, it was directed by Chris Peckover um, from a script that he co wrote with Zach Kahn, and it stars Olivia DeJong, uh, Levi Miller, and Ed Oxenbold. Um, and when watching it with my girlfriend, she mm-hmm. mentioned that a lot of the actors in it also were in M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit. The visit, yes. Yeah, so you noticed that too. Yeah, the uh, was it just Olivia DeJong and Ed Oxenbold? Was yeah. there more than just them too? Okay, yeah, because they played brother and sister in the visit. I actually had to just confirm that this morning because I was like, wait a second, I've seen them in another movie before. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, um, so I haven't seen that movie yet, but I definitely should. I've heard. Yeah, that it's one I of, liked it. One of his. I don't want to say better ones. Like I feel like Shyamalan's movies. Like you have the top tier where it's like Sixth Sense, Signs, yeah, and then from there on out, it's like, or The Village also. Mm-hmm. After that, it's like take your pick. Um, 
But there's also some familiar faces. If you guys you know, don't recognize those three names, who they're our main characters. We follow them primarily for the, the big portion of the film. Uh, Dacre Montgomery, who, of course, everyone should know from Stranger Things. Uh, Patrick Warburton, uh, who you're like, wow, why does that guy's voice sound so familiar? <laughs> um, well, from your childhood, he voiced a Joe in Family Guy, which is where like I always knew him from. Um, but a very popular actor. Uh, and also Virginia Madsen is in it, um, who plays yeah. uh, DeAndre Lerner, which is Luke's mom. And obviously Patrick Warburton plays Robert, his dad. Um, and they're in the film for like 10 minutes combined. Yeah, if yeah. yeah, 10 seconds, 10 minutes, if that. Um, but it's like fun when you're watching these types of movies and it's like, oh, I know them. And then they're like gone and you're like, wait, come back. <laughs> yeah. I know. I remember I was so surprised seeing especially Virginia Madsen in this just because she's a huge actress and she doesn't have a lot of screen time but pretty awesome especially because this director I think he only had one movie before this so pretty cool yeah if you want to watch this movie it is available to stream for free on Amazon Prime uh, so mm -hmm. go ahead and check it out if you want to watch it before listening to our review of it um, it is more of a shorter movie so this is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode but you know Unfortunately, there's no Weekly Horns Roundup today. But we can confirm that the last two episodes that we're going to do for the year, do our favorite movies, of course, uh, of the entire year. We have to do our year in review. Um, and then probably like a look ahead to 2022 and what we're most excited for and just discussing what's been announced and um, what we uh, we can't wait to see. Like yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home. Did you get your tickets? <laughs> I did not. I do want to watch it. I actually do want to, but it might be in a few weeks or so. Yeah, I need to see it. I haven't gotten my tickets. I wasn't so like, gotta get my tickets for this. Um, I love Spider-Man as a character. Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Holland seems great. I just... It's like, I'll go see it. Like, Infinity War and Endgame is like, I need my tickets. Midnight mm -hmm. showing, that's when I'm going. This, it's being hyped up and I'm so excited for it, but... I'm not like I gotta go see it Thursday. I'm gonna try to see it Thursday. We'll, <laughs> we'll see. But if not, you'll survive. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's not what we're talking about here on this podcast. We're a horror movie podcast. Superheroes stink. Um, <laughs> so let's get into Better Watch Out. Uh, like I mentioned, it came out in 2016. Uh, it premiered at Fantastic Fest uh, on September 22nd of 2016, uh, and then was eventually released in the U.S. Uh, in 2017. Uh, the movie has an 89% uh, approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which for all those people there out there go. who want to care so much about their tomato approval and their, <laughs> their freshness of their tomatoes, uh, there's that. Uh, it's got an average rating of 6.9, which I don't feel is fair. Like, this is one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously it's a very niche Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. It's not like Home Alone or yeah. Christmas with the Cranks or Jingle All the Way or any of those types of movies, it's a horror movie. Like It just happens to be taking place during Christmas. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a fun story. I'm excited to talk about it. Um, and, yeah, when you when you came across this film, I think, did, you, did I tell you about it for the first time last year and then you watched it? I think so, yeah. Okay. So, so, what was, your, like, your first, like, did you expect this movie to take the kind of twist that it does? Because there's a huge twist halfway through the movie. No, absolutely not. And I think that's what makes this movie so good is that who you're rooting for in the beginning is who you absolutely hate by the end. 
And that's awesome. It really does subvert your expectations. So no, I had no idea what was actually going to happen. Great. And that's how everyone should go into this movie, watching it. So again, if you haven't seen it, yeah. pause this, go watch the movie, and then come back. All right. So the movie opens up. Obviously, it is uh, Christmas time uh, in town. Uh, the movie's shot in Australia. It does, obviously mm-hmm. doesn't take place in Australia. I don't Australia. think it's supposed to, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we are introduced uh, to our 12-year-old protagonist, I say in quotation marks. Right. Um, you know, like I said, go watch the movie before listening to this. Um, and Luke, uh, played by Levi Miller, uh, is staying home while his parents go out for the weekend uh, to get away from the house to go do some kind of hotel thing or something. Um, and, of course, since he's 12 years old, uh, he has a babysitter, um, mm-hmm. which he, you know, for him is a point of contention. It's like, do I need a babysitter? I don't know. I think I'm old enough. I'm mature enough. And you definitely get a superiority complex. Uh, mm-hmm. Or is it a yeah superiority complex that comes into his mind when it comes to, like, I'm older than 12 years old. I'm more mature than I am. Yeah. Um, type of feeling from from the get-go. Uh, but then you're introduced to his babysitter, uh, which is 17-year-old Ashley, who's played by Olivia DeJong, who is amazing in this movie. Um, yeah. And so is Levi. All the, like, seven seven characters, really. Um, and they're all awesome. They all yeah. do their role to the best uh, that they possibly could um, with the amount of screen time that they're each given. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, very early on... Um, Patrick Warburn's character when, um, you know, we kind of fast forward and they're leaving um, and they're getting set up to, you know, hang out for the night. Uh, Ashley and uh, leave, uh, Luke. You know, the, Patrick's character is, is a little weird. He's like, you look great. And it, it comes off a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, just right off the bat, I mean, the, the first few scenes, it's just setting up like, all right, this is just your classic, you know, teenage babysitter watching over the kid the kid probably has a crush on her and there's gonna be like a home invasion or something right very much like the babysitter on netflix yeah which you hate you hate that movie (laughs) um but yeah if you've seen that movie you'll kind of get that type of vibe from this one Mm -hmm. um and you immediately get the vibe that luke um either is like a spoiled brat or like he thinks he's older than he is. He thinks mm-hmm. he's more mature than he is for his age and all that type of stuff. Um, and he has a huge crush on Ashley and is trying to figure out tonight how he can kiss her and, and be with her and all this type of stuff. Despite the, the, the big five-year age difference between the two, he's yeah. 12 years old. He's not a teenager yet. And she's 17 and she has a boyfriend and she's also getting ready to leave town uh, and move out. So she's having this whole kind of uh, issue with her her current boyfriend who she's breaking up with named Ricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that becomes a whole big plot point later on in the film. But, um, yeah, the, he tries to put on the moves. Yeah. Which are, it's like really weird. As a it's really awkward. It is awkward because it's like in the beginning I am rooting for him because he does seem kind of like a brat. But at the same time, like he's a cute young kid. Like he doesn't seem he seems harmless at this point and it's just it is awkward when he's trying to get drunk and like seduce her and she's like you're 12 years old why are you chugging wine or whatever he was trying to drink and he's just like 
yeah, I'm cool. This is what I do. And I'm like, oh, man, you're cute, but I can't look. This is too cringe. Yeah, but it, it does such a great job at, like, setting the scene as well. Yeah. Um, You know, talking about, like, uh, like smoking weed and all that type of stuff and just trying to act tough for her. And, yeah, like, wanting... and she doesn't care. Yeah, and she's like, okay, cool. Like, again, we've known each other for a long time. You're 12 <laughs> years old, and I'm 17. So yeah. this is wildly inappropriate to begin with. Um, but uh, a big point of this as well um, is that Garrett, who's played by Ed Oxenbold, um, is Luke's best friend, um, mm -hmm. was around the house uh, in the beginning of the movie, uh, but is kind of absent towards this first kind of big plot point. Um, because as Luke is trying to make advances on her... Um, things start to kind of go a little weird in the house. You know, there's yeah. some, some banging, some some things appearing outside and kind of unsure exactly what is going on. Uh, and Luke is trying to be the tough guy. He's trying to, like, you know, set the scene of, like, I'll protect you. I got you. Don't worry. I'm 12 years old. I feel like I have to keep hammering the point home that he's 12 years old because <laughs> it's very important. Yeah, and he looks very young. Even though he's trying to act older, he looks like a child. Yeah, um, I don't know how old... He's 19 now. He was born in 2002. So okay. when this movie was filmed, he was 14. Or when he it, when it premiered. Than that. Yeah, he looks younger. <laughs> the best part about it is that it feels so authentic. Like, his voice cracks in moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, like, gives this overall vibe to being the young 12-year-old kid in this situation. Uh, and, you know, it's a that's a trope, like, kid having a crush on his babysitter yeah that's been in movies and tv forever so it's definitely a believable scene that's going on mm -hmm. but throughout the film your mind is still like okay you're 12 years old like shut up right um but yeah so as things start to go wrong um one of the uh big things um that ends up going down uh is People appearing, like, figures, I'll say, appearing in, like, uh, windows, like, behind curtains mm -hmm. and stuff like that and trying to figure out what's going on. And all of these occurrences uh, end up with Garrett jumping into the house and kind of, like, faking an attack um, mm -hmm. on Luke, trying to scare them because, you know, they're trying to work together to get Ashley to be impressed by yeah. Luke being such a big man and saving the day and being older than he is at 12. Um, mm -hmm. But that you know, just ends up pissing Ashley off even more because, again, these are two 12-year-olds, we're assuming. We don't know Garrett's exact age, but I'm assuming he's around 12, yeah. 13, 11. Um, and she's like, this is really immature. Why are two 12-year-olds trying to do this to impress me? It's mm -hmm. just annoying me. And she has all the other stress going on uh, with Ricky and just being kind of, like, spooked by what's going on before that. Yeah. And then, so I guess up until this point, it does seem kind of like, I guess, innocent fun on the line of not really being innocent because it's just annoying. Um, but it seems like they are just kind of kidding around. And like you said, Ashley's kind of just fed up with it. But then things take a turn, one of the first turns, and it legitimately seems like there is a stalker or murderer outside. Yeah, there is a, a brick that gets thrown through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a window upstairs. Um, and on the brick, it reads, you leave and you die. Um, 
and it looks like a child wrote it, which is funny. Yeah. Um, but you know, the movie very early on plays with the idea of like what is actually happening and what is mm-hmm. not actually happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can seem a little jarring at first, I think, for viewers because it everything kind of happens very fast. It's a short. It is really fast. Yeah. It is a short movie. Um, yeah. But if you buy into it, I think everyone will enjoy it. Um, and yeah, that sends uh, our trio into a mass panic because. There's a brick. Now it's real. Yeah, there's a brick thrown through a window saying, "If you leave the house, you are dead." Um, to which Garrett says, "Okay, cool. I'm gonna leave." Uh, yeah. And he sprints out the back door, um, and appears uh, to be shot and killed. Which, at this point in the movie, a massive turn from trying yeah. to impress the babysitter to a threatening brick to, oh, they just shot a twelve year old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's. Like three, two or three really big turns <laughs> in this movie. Three, I guess. This one and then uh, coming up, of course. But yeah, I remember. So everything that kind of happens in the next few minutes, um, of course, Ashley and Luke are reacting to the fact that Garrett seemingly was just shot and killed. And now there's, you know, actually a, a murderer outside. So they're freaking out and they kind of have to run upstairs. They run up to the attic. And I remember watching this and I'm on the edge of my seat. Because I'm like, what the hell just happened? I'm thinking these are just like 12-year-old kids messing around. But apparently, no, my first instinct was right. And it is a home invasion. And the action is really good. And like you said, it's really fast-paced. So it doesn't let you breathe at all. And they run up and they hide in the attic. And then I think Ashley was like trying trying to climb up and she almost falls. And Luke is there to catch her of course convenient so but dreamy. it's just like yeah exactly but it's just like so it really is edge of like on the edge of your seat suspense it's really good this part yeah um yeah she ends up going to the attic and there's like spiders up there yeah. and she falls through Something the attic like, yeah, door she falls, yeah which is like holy crap like if luke wasn't there to break her fall she probably breaks her neck die yeah um and it's uh really bad but yeah, um, at this point, it's like, okay, this is almost too good to be true. Like, with these kids still messing around, something's mm-hmm. actually happening. And as the viewer, you're like, what could actually be happening that is convincing that in the end, yeah. it's like, okay, is like the boyfriend that Ashley is breaking up with going on a mass murder spree? And that's right. what this movie is about? It. It seems, it seems a little suspicious, but it's also, like, believable because you're like, okay, something is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Luke ends up being like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go get the gun <laughs> from my parents' bedroom, and I'm going to save the day. Me, 12-year-old, going to go shoot a home invader. Um, yeah. And, you know, it whatever. The plan is the plan. You yeah. Know? Um, At this point, it's like, okay, sure, like, they're in a desperate state, even though Luke looks ridiculous. <laughs> like, if there actually is a murder out there, sure, go ahead. That's what's happening. Right. So they end up, uh, they both end up sprinting out of, I believe it's like the, the laundry closet, which has the, yeah, yeah. the attic door. The door. Right. Um, and they end up going into Luke's bedroom, um, and they are hiding in his closet. And it's one of those closets that has the, I don't know how to describe them. I know, yeah. They're like shutters, 
but they're it's not like shutters. It's like the Halloween one, yeah. Right. I know. What is the type it's of wood movie? It's a classic horror movie. Closet. Closet, yeah. where you can see out. Exactly. Because why would you do a closet where you can't see throughout, like, throughout yeah. the door? Because then what is the person in the closet seeing? Um, yeah. But, yeah, while that's going on, they're both in the closet like, okay, well, this is it. We're going to die because yeah. there's an armed intruder with a shotgun, no less. Um kind of snooping around trying to figure out what's going on and they're like is someone trying to rob the house like yeah the viewer doesn't have any idea what's going on the kids don't no. have any idea what's going on but luke is still hell-bent on this hero play of i'm gonna shoot the home invader um but as this all is happening and again this is why i say you should watch the movie before listening to this oh yeah it is yet again another twist because yeah, in the closet right ashley sees the person and realizes that it's Garrett under the mask yeah. with a shotgun. And first of all, very big brain play here from Ashley. Because like she if she if too. she was wrong, yeah, like, exactly. Boom, dead, end of story. Like Luke, like you fucked up. Like you let the girl of your dreams die. That's it. That's right. the end of it. But her suspicions are right. She rips off the mask of the person and it's Garrett with the shotgun. So Garrett has not been shot outside of the house. No. Because it is revealed later on that it was a paintball gun that shot him. And he did some kind of crazy movie stunt to dive right. behind that the pile of snow. Old kid right. With blood <laughs> that just, you know, whatever. It's a movie. Um, yeah. And at this point, it's the double twist of this was part of Luke's whole big plan. Yeah. And Ashley has cut a giant hole in it because she realized that it was Garrett playing this home invaded or home invader with a shotgun. Um, and yeah, I wasn't expecting this first viewing and it's, it's a crazy twist because what comes after that, like five minutes later is a yet another, another. Huge twist. And this movie is great because it's just twist after twist after twist. Yes, I agree. And this is when, I first started my hatred of, of Luke. Yeah, what is <laughs> This he is when it's starting. This is when it's starting. I'm like, okay, you're, you have a crush on your babysitter. Normal, fine. You try to act tough to like her. Normal, fine. You staged a home invasion with actual guns. Well, one actual gun. No, not normal. Not fine. Completely, completely psycho. And therapy, please. Yeah, very, uh, very questionable decisions here from from young Luke and Garrett as well, just going along with it. Going along with it, yeah. Um, it seems like there's some kind of toxic relationship there between the two of them, um, yeah. which comes out later in the film. But uh, Ashley, rightfully so, has the perfect reaction and is like, yeah. you're crazy. You need therapy. Like, yeah. I'm leaving. I'm calling your parents. This is over. Um, and Luke starts to follow after her. Uh, and they're on the second floor at this point, and they have this big winding staircase in their house because um, mm -hmm. it seems like he comes from money and the parents have money. Yeah, they, he, they live they in a nice neighborhood. It's a nice house, yeah. Um, and as she's walking to the stairs, he's screaming at her it, with his crackly voice, which I find so funny and authentic, and it's great. Yeah, and it is, is really funny. Is like Ashley, and she turns around uh, and he slaps her across the face. Hard. Uh, really hard. Um, 
and she ends up falling down the stairs in a very brutal stunt uh, for whoever did that. Yeah. Um, and she falls unconscious. So we've gone from a fake home invader to another fake home invader to now straight up assault. Yeah, an actual evil person. So it's a lot. And this happens really, really fast. And like we keep saying the next few parts, just everything happens really, really fast. So this, I guess, is one of the biggest turns, twists in the movie is that Luke is actually has bad intentions. He's not trying to just be cool. So let's take our first break and then we'll get all into what he does next because it does not get better from here. All right. <laughs> so, like you said, Ashley falls down the stairs because Luke slaps the shit out of her. And when she wakes up, she's duct taped to a chair. And this is when I'm like, holy crap, he's going to like accidentally kill her or something. Yeah. Um, it seems like he's operating on a whole new planet. He's kind of just going off yeah. the cuff with what he's doing because he clearly, yeah. he, as, you know, the very brash and braggadocious guy that he is he thought oh you know this plan will work and yeah. she will fall into my arms and she will be in love with me because i saved the home invader also like we never saw it happen like was he wearing a bulletproof vest to like stop a potential shot or was he gonna wrestle the shotgun away or was it like again a 12 year old plan <laughs> yeah exactly which is great because that's what it's supposed to be yeah um, <laughs> and at that point, then he really snaps to full up, just like, okay, plans out the window. I'm running the show now. I'm actually sick and twisted in the head. Mm -hmm. um, they end up playing like Truth or Dare, which is like a very 12 year old thing. Yeah. You know, to do, I guess. Um, and, you know, it gets very creepy at this point about like kissing and. Like, and, yeah, making out. Yeah. Very childish type of stuff. But, yeah. again, it feels authentic to the movie, which is great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, and the first thorn in the side of the new plan, that I will say, because this is where, like, this is the new arc of the movie. They had the two mm -hmm. plans, the plan, or the, they had the plan, which was very elaborate to begin with. Like, <laughs> we're going to fake a home invader, and then we're going to fake a home invader. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but this is the new plan, and this is Luke doing... Whatever he thinks is the right. Going off the rails. Yeah. Full on batshit crazy. Um, and the first thorn in the side is Ricky, who is Ashley's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend. You know, on and off. Yeah. Very up in the air because she's obviously moving away and it doesn't seem like they're going to want to do long distance and stuff like that. But Ricky uh, is, you know, heartbroken. He's talking about the situation. He doesn't want to lose her and that stuff like that. We're not really given too much of like, is he a bad boyfriend? Is he not a bad boyfriend? Yeah. Um, we're pretty much told Jeremy, who's played by Dacre Montgomery, who we meet later on, um, his character, we'll get into it. His character is hilarious. <laughs> I um, know. But Ricky shows up and he has a conversation with Garrett and he's like, I got these flowers for her. Like, you know, and Garrett's like, sorry, man, like you can't come in. I don't know. You can't come in. He's like, well, okay. Can you like, please open the door so I can like give her the flowers. And Garrett's like, um, Okay, yeah, sure, that's fine. And he opens the door. And, of course, Ricky pushes he the door. runs in, yeah. Right, because he's 17, a grown, <laughs> a, a more grown man than Garrett is, who, again, is 12 years old. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to hide the situation going on of Ashley being tied up with duct tape 
and being held against her will, uh, essentially, um, and guns and all the type of stuff going on around the house, which is it. It's a crazy situation. Yeah. Um, but this is where uh, if shit like you don't know how much shit can hit the fan before like shit really hits the fan for Luke because it seems to all kind of keep working out for him in this crazy situation. I know, I know. And it's like, you also don't, you don't really suspect or predict just how far Luke is going to go. Even though we know he is a troubled child, he's a child. Like, how does he even know to do these things? How does he have the balls to do it? Like when Ricky comes and Ashley's like on, she's in the chair and she's like trying to make noise and she purposely like falls over in the chair um so Ricky will hear her and I'm like oh my god just go in there and the kids are like no just don't go in there and he's just like why not and I'm like damn if you only knew you would just barge right in there but you don't suspect 12 year olds to do these things right it it gets very so good yeah (laughs) I love like the the naivety a bit of it yeah how naive some characters are to the whole situation and it definitely feels like two 12 year olds trying to hide a very bad idea that they have done yep um which is awesome um but yeah it ends up turning into a scuffle uh between luke uh garrett and and ricky uh luke tries to knock him out but kind of fails uh big time um and that leads uh (laughs) to uh garrett getting the shotgun and threatening luke or uh threatening ricky Ricky, yeah Yeah. luke garrett and ricky (laughs) yeah Yeah. um and at that point i'm like okay are you actually gonna shoot this guy or are you just (laughs) using this shotgun as like is it loaded is it just a like a threatening tool one way or the other a shotgun is very threatening so um they end up do getting the upper hand on ricky knocking him out um gets stabbed in the jaw with a pencil which is like the first part of like gore in this movie and it's like it's not super intense but it's gross it's it's gross and something that's very like like it's kind of practical like you could totally see that happening yeah Um, right as like an accident like as a kid i jumped on the uh on my bed and there was a pencil on it and then the pencil ended up going into my leg oh no it wasn't as graphic as what happens to ricky's face um but you know, there's some dark humor involved in it as well because they end up tying up Ricky um, and they want to make him smoke a joint. And as he's smoking the joint and he goes to exhale, he's, even though he doesn't want to, yeah. the smoke goes out of the hole in his mouth, which is really, like, stupid, but it's funny. It is. It is. It's messed up, but it's just another kind of, like, element to the situation, which is already ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so... With these two now tied up, it's, again, the plan, there's more shit hitting the fan, and the fan just keeps spinning. The fan will not stop spinning, and there's shit everywhere, but (laughs) God forbid Luke is going to let go of this fan. He's going to hold on, and he's going to make sure that this plan gets seen out to whatever conclusion it's coming to. Um, Ashley tries to, like, free herself uh, with a piece of glass, and, you know, Ricky tries to run interference and stuff like that, and they're trying to escape. Yeah. And uh, she ends up being able to free herself. Um, but, you know, there's starting to be some doubt sewed into Garrett's mind because he's like, hey, this is becoming Yeah, this is a crazy. little messed up. <laughs> yeah, just a little. You know, we, we've kidnapped two people at this point, um, holding them hostage. 
and uh, we don't really know what's going on. And I love just how Luke again is wearing these like preppy clothes, twelve years old, waving around this pistol, just like <laughs> thinking he's got everything under control. He's a demon child, and I think like a few scenes ago is when I start just yelling at the TV because he is so obnoxious and evil and. It's really just so funny because you wouldn't, like, I will say this a million times, but you don't expect a small child like this to be so evil. Yeah. And, and again, as is, Luke is still starting to do more, like, evil mastermind things. Yeah. Setting up situations like calling people and trying to figure things out. And we'll kind of talk about all the big things that he did in the end. Yeah. Um, without having to go back to them. But, like, if you think this kid has it all mapped out, he no. might. He, he might. Like, you think at, so? At least in the first plan, he had everything. Yeah, yeah, down, yeah. Which is like sick and twisted in his head. Um, yeah. But where this all leads to, and this is the point, like, they've done really bad things. They're like very, very bad things that they could go to jail for. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least juvie. Right. Um, but th- this is where it's like, okay, cool. Like, you gotta die. Not, but not really. Like, you know, at that point in the movie yeah. where, like, there's no coming back from this. Um, yeah. And tying up Ashley is definitely a point to be like, there's no, like, you're screwing up. Like, maybe you could have a point of, like, uh, I messed up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I think, yeah, from tying someone up and, and staging a home invasion, it's like, juvie, maybe therapy, you can work through it. But the next part, it's jail for life and never again. Exactly. And we're not trying to justify <laughs> his actions whatsoever. But no. this next part is just hilarious because um, his like his whole mental state is really explained here when they pull Ricky into the, the main entryway of the, the foyer. Foyer, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> we might not know what closets are called, but we do got the foyer part <laughs> of the house down. Um, and... Ricky's sitting there with the hole in his mouth, um, and all of a sudden, a paint can starts to fly about, and you're like, what the heck is going on? Um, and if you're a big Christmas, like, this is like the most Christmas part of the movie, um, yeah. because Garrett's trying to figure out what Luke is doing, and Luke is like, we're going to see if you actually hit someone in the head with the paint can, they die, like in Home Alone. And Garrett's like, you're going to home alone him? I'm like, no, don't do that. Um, and yeah, the paint can is swinging back and forth. Um, and they're trying to like talk him off the ledge of doing this essentially. Yeah. Uh, but eventually the paint can yeah. flies down, hits him square in the face and kills him. And there's this awesome yeah. shot of the yellow paint mixing with the blood. Yeah. From Ricky, which is awesome. Love that shot. Really good kill in a horror movie. But that's it, dude. You're fucked. Like, time's up. <laughs> it's crazy. It's really crazy because I feel like, like, of course, you and I are huge horror fans and we're able to separate, you know, kills in a movie are much different than reality. You know, like, we can... We can watch violence in movies, but we don't condone violence in real life. And this is something where it's like kids watch movies and they think it's like real. Like watching Home Alone, Kevin does the same thing. And obviously he doesn't die because it's a movie and that's just what happens in a kid's movie. But in this, it's like, oh, well, we could just do that in real life, right? No, 
it's much different in real life, even though this is a movie as well. But you know what I mean. Yeah, and he definitely had intentions of killing him, even though he wasn't sure. It was definitely a science experiment in his experiment. Head. Yeah. Um, but like it's while that was, he, you definitely because Ashley ends up breaking free from cutting the the tape off her hands with the shard of glass, and she grabs the gun and starts to threaten him, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Whatever. And he throws the paint can and hits him in the face. And he's like, did you see that? That was so cool. And it's like, dude. <laughs> like, so messed up. Like, what? Like, something's got to happen to you. Like, time's up. Um, yeah. Like, this is not a joke. You just killed someone and they're not coming back. This isn't a movie. Right. Um, and, yeah. At that point, Ashley's like, okay. Um, well, I have a gun. <laughs> I gotta go. And turns out the gun is empty. Which you can't expect because there's no way that this kid at this point would have loaded both guns. Yeah. Or at least the gun that he had because whatever. Um, And yeah, she tries to run outside and there's been this ongoing thing of carolers outside the house trying to, you know, keep up the Christmas spirit. Spread cheer. Yeah. You know, singing loud for all to hear. Um, (laughs) Buddy the Elf and all that good stuff. Yeah. but, yeah, she tries to alert the carolers, and of course the carolers are not going to hear them, or hear her, because... Yeah. Um, they're singing. Yeah, she's not going to hear... They're not going to hear anything going on, really. They're not going to hear yeah. Luke, Garrett, or Ashley. But Ashley is obviously the one screaming for help. Um, and, yeah, why would you hear someone screaming over, Jingle bells! Jingle bells! Um, <laughs> and then... <laughs> this is, again, a part of, like, dude, what the fuck? Because he throws a brick at Ashley's head. And that knocks her out. Yeah, that easily could have killed her. Right. Ugh, just so much going on. So much yelling at the TV. For this this little shithead. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's knocked out once again. She's tied up again. She's been recaptured, essentially. Um, And then the next part goes into play because she's... Luke, who again, is just... In love with this girl to a not healthy, most not healthy right. extreme. Um, yeah. Is now going to target the other boyfriend, uh, ex-boyfriend. Definitely ex-boyfriend at this point, mm-hmm. uh, which is Jeremy, who's played by, uh, is it Dacre or is it Dacre? I feel like I go back and forth between Dacre and Dacre. I think he says Dacre, but then he also has an accent. So, mm. you know. Mr. Montgomery. Yeah. Billy. Um Billy as I'm sure everyone knows him by since he was in Stranger Things. Um, But yeah, next on the target list is Jeremy, uh, who is played by Mr. Montgomery. And uh, he explains to Jeremy that Ashley wants an apology letter. Uh, And (laughs) enter Jeremy, who is just like stereotypical, like... Bro. Bro, ex-boyfriend, just was with her to be with her for whatever personal gain. And he's wearing, like, backwards hat, <laughs> like, flat-brimmed hat, just, like, funky clothes, like, like super designer clothes I think he's wearing. But, you know, he just rolls up, and he's, like, he's just like, Ashley, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to apologize to her. It's, yeah. It's so good that he's just in this role for, like, eight minutes in the film and it's so believable that luke who again is this great a shithead is manipulating him but you don't know how he's manipulating him until the end of the movie which is 
genius to an extent, but it's also so fucked up because he is this little shithead. Uh, this movie could have been called Little Shithead, and I would have been <laughs> totally okay with it. Um, but yeah, so she wants him to, rep- to, or he wants him to write the apology letter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it is really funny. Like like you said, there is some comedic like relief in this movie a little bit, but definitely Jeremy is one of those. He's definitely just not a smart guy doesn't seem like like you said he's like practicing what he's gonna say he's like giving himself like a little pep talk and you just know it's gonna be something really bad because Ashley is very smart I would say and Luke was able to manipulate her so Jeremy who has no idea what's going on you know he's about to get killed yeah and you feel really bad for him too because you like yeah he has no clue what's coming um and Luke obviously wants the letter to be thought out and well-read to whoever reads it. It has Mm -hmm. to be convincing, right? And why does it need to be convincing? Because he starts with, Ashley, I'm sorry, (laughs) Jeremy. (laughs) Which is like, like, okay, like, for his character, sure. Like, maybe that's Mm -hmm. that's all he wanted to write. But Luke's master grand plan here uh, is to make Jeremy's letter appear like a suicide note or murder-suicide note, which, again, why does this go through the head of a 12-year-old? No, who thinks this? Exactly. So as he's done writing the letter, um, Luke starts to uh, drive a lawnmower, uh, which is tied to a noose, uh, and ends up hanging uh, Jeremy. And he he dies there, hung from the tree, uh, which is... A startling scene. Yeah, it um, is. And the most graphic one of the bunch so far. Like, um, you kind of see, like, shots of uh, Ricky with the painting yeah. in his head. Because they don't really move him. And it would kind of be silly to move him. Because that creates more holes in their story that they're trying to create. Yeah. But you don't see Gory, like, pink and smash in the face, boom, die. Right. You, you see Jeremy fully, like, uh, choke and die on the tree, which is really graphic. Um, yeah, but it's terrible. And how did Luke figure this out? How uh, I don't know. And he's like, as he's doing it too, he's like, like cool. Step seven of my master plan is all done. And he drives the lawnmower, uh, or snowblower. No, it's lawnmower. I think uh, back into the shed, and he locks the shed. He's like, okay, cool, all plan done. On I, to the next. I have my uh, my culprit right here. Done. Yeah. Um, and while this is all going on. Uh, Garrett finally breaks and starts to have a change of heart because he realizes that uh, they've gone too far. They're killing people. Yeah. yeah. They've gone too far way earlier. <laughs> but for whatever reason, he's having his change of heart now. And maybe there's a redemption story for Garrett because he was being used against his will or something like that. I don't know. Um, but um, he starts to free Ashley. Uh, and then, man, another kill in rapid succession because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke shoots Garrett with a shotgun and he goes flying um, because, again, it is a 12-year-old shot with a shotgun. Yeah. Um, and It's so messed up. It's so messed up. And he's just like, you shot me. He's like, why'd you make me do that? And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> again, yelling at the TV as right. a psychopath. He legitimately thinks that he's like Kevin McAllister, but in his own like twisted psycho way. Not in a good way. (laughs) Definitely. 
in this whole murder plot that he's crafting in his head. Um, and for him, the final step of the plan before tying everything together um, is to kill Ashley. Yeah. That, that's how she has to go. Um, because obviously if Ashley was alive, she can explain everything that, explain, that happened. Yeah. Um, and he stabs her in the neck or in the side or whatever. She, he stabs her. Um, yeah. And she appears to, to bleed out and die. Um, and the whole scene has been set. Jeremy, the jealous ex-boyfriend, came to Luke's house, threatened Garrett and Luke. Uh, or threatened Garrett, specifically. Yeah. Ended up yeah. shooting him, smashing Ry- uh, I'm call him Riley, Ricky in the head Ricky. with a, with, in a paint can and killed him that way. And then stabbed Ashley, which then led to him hanging himself in a massive murder-suicide plot. While, uh, and it's explained early on, that Luke, you know, very heavy sleeper, can has to sleep through things. And he sleepwalks as well. Um, goes upstairs and is appearing to be sleeping in his bed the entire time. Which, okay. And why, you know, why is this believable? Because in the beginning of the movie, they explain... Since he sleepwalks, they put a pencil on top of his doorknob. So if the pencil mm-hmm. if the pencil falls, that knows that he's been outside of his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, as the parents are coming home, um, you know he's tying everything together. He's got everything cleaned up, fingerprints, yada yada yada. Way too much stuff to know for a twelve year old. Yes. Uh, he's sneaking on the awning of the house and like dodging, like trying to hide behind like reindeer, making sure he can get into his bed and get everything seemed. Uh, and situated like he never left his bed and something crazy just went ahead and happened downstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, which happens. Uh, and then uh, his parents come home um, and Virginia Madsen screeches, screeches. <laughs> yeah, screams. Amazing. Like, yeah. great scream. I wish we could have kind of like seen it from their perspective as they were walking in and kind of surveying things. Yeah. But all this is seen from Luke's perspective as he's faking being asleep yeah yeah um but yeah at this point i'm like this little shit got away with this there is no way oh yeah i was so angry by this point especially because the way he like runs into bed and 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 tries to pretend to sleep he seems like happy he's like oh here i go like i'm gonna go pretend to sleep now like he's all excited as if like you're a kid and you're just pretending to sleep when your parents get home because you're up late watching TV, not killing people. Yeah. Um, so creepy. So creepy. Uh, big sociopath. Um, mm-hmm. If you haven't figured that out already. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is all going on and Luke's like, what, what happened, what happened? mom? <laughs> I've been asleep this entire time. Um, you hear one of the paramedics downstairs or the, one of the, yeah, I think it's mm-hmm. paramedics. Um, yeah. It's like, this one's alive! <laughs> You're like, fuck, yes! Um, and surprise, it's Ashley. Um, she was able to um, kind of close off her wound tape. Yeah. Uh, with the duct tape, uh, which ended up coming in handy. Um, and as she's being wheeled away on a, uh, a gurney uh, into an ambulance, uh, Luke is staring at her from outside the window. And actually just gives him the biggest middle finger of all time, which is awesome. Um, 
And it appears that Luke's whole big plan has been foiled and there will be some big legal procedure to follow after this because there's nothing, there's no big like wrap up at that. It's just the, the middle yeah. finger, he's caught, his whole plan's over. But I assume there's a big legal procedure to come. Yeah, you would hope so. Um, it's an epic ending. Of all proportions, for sure. Yes. Um, after the 89 minutes that you sit through of watching everything transpire, um, it's a very relieving ending. A big, mm-hmm. big weight off oh, your yeah. shoulders of like, there's no way this kid got away with it. It would have been a ballsy ending to do that, to just be like, yeah, he got away with it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I don't know how that would have like sat with audiences. Yeah, I would have just been annoyed and probably would have never watched it again just because I don't want to put myself through that again. <laughs> yeah, and I think you could do it, but it wouldn't It wouldn't go over well, I don't think. Right, yeah, because you know, the whole time you're, well, not the whole time, but at least halfway through the movie, you're rooting against him and you're like, this bitch better get caught. So if you just know he's not going to, I'm like, damn, I'm not going to watch that again. <laughs> right. No, like a sequel does interest me because there's so much more that goes on inside his head. Yeah, I, wonder, I know. Like, and I don't think there's going to be a sequel to this movie ever. But yeah. I would totally watch a sequel to see if they could do another story like this um, between the two. Or it could just be some kind of big law movie. <laughs> it's just them arguing in court for an hour and a half. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the end of the movie. Um, definitely not what you expect. When no. And honestly, I do want a sequel. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how it would play out. I know. Like, he would be in Juwie during another Christmas time and, and like, do another plan. I don't know. This is just Silent Night, Deadly Night. You're explaining. You know? <laughs> Which is, like, now your favorite Christmas movie. I thought of movie. it. I thought of it immediately when I started saying that. I'm like, it's another Christmas time. He's going to do something evil again. Yeah. And is that now your favorite Christmas horror movie? Silent no, Night. but... I do really love Black Christmas, the original. Mm, the original. Um, but Silent Night, Deadly Night is like, is definitely a really good one. Yeah, that movie was like slated by like communities because it's like, how could you portray Santa Claus as oh, like yeah. a mass murderer? Oh, yeah. I remember we talked about that. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God. It's hilarious. What was controversial back then? Santa Claus as a mass murderer. Everything. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, a crazy ending mm-hmm. to a crazy movie that has so many twists and turns. Um, and again, this kid is so smart. It's so smart to an unbelievable extent. Almost yeah. At some point. Like the one example where I was like, okay, man, like how, how far did you think this out? How far was this planned? Because during the first home invader, uh, sequence, um, Ashley's like, throw me my phone. And they were perfectly set up to where he was in the dining room or kitchen or something. And there's Mm -hmm. a fish tank in between them as she's standing in the living room. Yeah. And he throws the phone perfectly (laughs) into the uh, fish tank. Um, And you're like, okay, well, cool. I could totally see a 12-year-old accidentally not throwing the phone correctly into the fish tank. But it's later revealed that he had the phone in a plastic bag so he could use the phone to then call somebody later on to so the phone records tracked that Ashley called Jeremy or Ricky. Right. Um, Which is, like, 
do you think there's a part of him that was like, okay, this might go really, really wrong. I might have to kill some people tonight. <laughs> I don't know. I can't try to make sense of his mind because there's a lot going on in there. And like you said, he's very smart in a evil way. So it's crazy. I need to, I want to rewatch it again. Just like, cause I feel like every time you watch it, you're noticing new things just because the first time you watch it, you are surprised by literally every scene. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot in there that if you don't catch it the first time, going back and watching it the second time, you probably pick up on some things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, man, <laughs> <laughs> just the whole idea of like, Garrett trying to redeem himself is so funny to me because like, I wonder in, in Luke's mind if he thought, okay, like after he faked the home invasion, both steps of it, yeah. He probably, like, there's nothing too major of a consequence that happens to him. Yeah. He gets in big trouble when he slaps Ashley and he falls down the stairs. Or she falls down the stairs um, mm-hmm. and goes unconscious because she has a concussion. Which she says, like, hey, I probably have a concussion. I need to go to the hospital. Right. <laughs> um, he's in big trouble at that point. Once he kills somebody. Yeah. It, it almost goes into, like, an unbelievable part for me from the movie. Yeah. Your suspension of disbelief needs to be a little high when watching this. Yeah. Well, it reminds me, honestly, of Home Alone, just because there's no way a little kid's doing all that shit, but, like, you believe it when you're watching it just because it's a fun movie. Right. So this is just, like, the R-rated version of Home Alone in a twisted twisted way. Uh, Can I tell you the truth on something? (laughs) Yeah. Wait, Uh, you don't like Home Alone? Worse. Get out. You've never seen it. Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> I've never seen Home Alone. <laughs> I obviously know Kevin! Because <laughs> it's like one of the most like popular oh my like, God. pop culture need to things. watch it. But like the scene, I'm assuming, like there's a paint can. And yes, it, it, Joe, it doesn't kill him. Is it Joe Pesci? No, it's not Joe Pesci. I don't know if it's him or the other guy. It's not Joe Pesci. I've never seen the movie, so I don't know. Well, it's Joe Pesci and another guy. They're the two burglars, but I don't remember which one gets hit. Gotcha. But it just like gives them like a dent in their head, and that's about it. <laughs> gotcha. And how old is Macaulay Culkin in that movie? He has to be like under ten, under ten. Okay. He's really young. So this movie is saying between ten and twelve, you mature in a massive way if you're a sociopath. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never seen it. And there's a new one on Disney Plus, which I definitely won't watch. Yeah, that doesn't look good. Definitely watch one and two. Those are the best. The second one is in New York, so. Yeah, there's the the, the Trump Tower and. Yeah. I think Donald Trump was like edited out of the movie. He's not in the movie anymore, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, well, he was in it, and I read that he was only they only let he only let them film at the hotel if he could be in it. Okay. <laughs> so he has like one tiny line. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, well... Anyway. Yeah, that, yeah I've, sorry. I've never seen Home Alone. <laughs> out of 10, better watch out. Uh, out of 10, out of 10. It's a fun watch. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's a 5. I was like, damn. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I heard... <laughs> Man. I'm feeling like 7. That's uh, what I'm thinking. But like... At a point, I might want to give it an eight just solely for how good everyone is in this movie. Like yeah. Olivia DeJong is great. Levi Miller playing Mister Shithead is great. 
So uh, good. Ed Oxenbold as Garrett is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and those are like the three main characters we focus on. Yeah. You know, we're not really with yeah. Ricky, Jeremy, or Luke's parents. Mom and dad, yeah. All that often. But those three together had like really good on screen chemistry together. Um, so mm, 7.5. Yeah, that's fair. I hate giving out point fives. <laughs> I know. I think I'm going to stick with seven. That was my first, my first uh, gut reaction. So seven it is. Yeah, and definitely watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, if you listen to our review now, you kind of know everything that happens. But yeah. if you want to listen to the review and then make your decision of whether or not you want to watch it, mm-hmm. totally also fair. And I think you'll still get the same enjoyment out of it, seeing uh, Levi Miller, Olivia DeJong, and Ed Oxenbold play these characters. Because mm-hmm. they do such a good job. And like massive credit to Chris Peckover for directing this film. And getting yeah. the most out of everybody, uh, because I believe it's yeah, it's a three million dollar budget, and according to Wikipedia, the box office it only did one hundred eighty eight thousand dollars, which is right. a shame because yeah. I think this movie got more marketing behind it. It would have done really well because it is a fun watch for it's it's short. It doesn't take up too much of your time. It doesn't make you seem like you know like a fool if you're not paying attention. Yeah, um, it doesn't make you think too hard. Um, like like a like tenant or something, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. I know it's interesting that it's billed as a psychological horror because I don't think it's it's psychological just in the fact that the people are fucked up, but it doesn't make you think that hard. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like a dark comedy horror film. Yeah, um, it's not like ha 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 so funny all the time, but there's mm-hmm. definitely some comedic elements that get sprinkled in throughout, uh, which make it enjoyable and a little bit of a relief to the unbelievable nature of what is actually going on in the film. Yeah, there's a good balance. Right. Um, but yeah, 7.5, 7. seven. Yeah. I'll give it good. an eight. I'll give it an eight. Screw it. <laughs> I th- yeah. It's like I'm on the fence. It. Yeah, it's it's that good. Um, in my opinion. It is really good. It is really good. So anyone listening, let us know what you think about Better Watch Out and let us know what your favorite Christmas horror movies are. What do you watch every year? What are some underrated ones or maybe some that not a lot of people know about? Definitely let us know. You can tweet at us and give us your thoughts. My Twitter handle is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end and then Max is at Odd Slice. We'll be back next week with more wrapping up the end of the year and talking about all of our favorite horror titles of 2021. And then we'll be close into 2022. So thanks for sticking around with us into a new year. Have a happy holiday and we'll see you soon. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.